This year, it's about dang time that you ditch all of the imposter syndrome and just show the heck up on Instagram. Hello, sunshine, and welcome back to the Gold Biz Podcast with me, your host, Rachel Traxler. Today, I have with me Natasha of Shine with Natasha, and she is a video marketing coach for small businesses. And we dive into today all things video marketing, all things Instagram, and just how to show up and what type of content to create to if your goal is, if your marketing goal is visibility, or if your marketing goal is to get more inquiries, or if your marketing goals are to generate more clients, whatever that looks like for you. She throws around a ton of ideas of how to just make it happen for yourself, going back to basics and how to set up systems to make it happen. This is a really good one. Make sure you grab a pen and a notebook or pull up your Google Docs because we're diving right in. Here we go. Okay, Natasha, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much, Rachel. I'm excited to like dive right on in. I am too. And so you're kind of like the Instagram, like especially video marketing queen. I feel like you have just deemed yourself, you're so good at it. And it just seems like it's something that comes natural to you. Is it something that has always come natural to you or do you feel like you've always had to work at it a little bit? Just Definitely had to work at it. Absolutely. When I first started my business, I almost didn't start my Instagram entirely. I was a social media manager. So I was like, I'll just help my clients. Like I'll be behind the scenes. Like I don't need to create content. And it was really from a place of, I was afraid to show up. I had imposter syndrome. I felt like there were other people that had more to offer. They were more expertise and all these things. And so slowly, but surely I started not only using video more, but then being in my videos and then being more authentically myself and leaning into my own voice. So it's very much so been like a six year journey. And some days I don't always love the content I create, but I definitely keep showing up, which I think is the most important part. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. It's so normal. All those things that you just said, I feel like everyone feels those things. So it's really actually motivational. The fact that you didn't, oh, it didn't come natural to you. It's something you had to work at. You think about people and educators and just people in your industry as they're an area of expertise in that specific area, it's usually because it either didn't come natural to them or they were not good at it at one point. And I feel like it's the things that we are so good at now are the things that we struggled with at one point. So that's just what came to my mind when you were saying that with the video, because it's crazy because here I am saying like dubbing you the queen of video. (laughs) No, 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 this was not always the case. So that's actually really good to know too. How long do you feel like it took you to figure out your video, your type of video style that you like to create? Yeah, I I would have to say it was probably like a few years of just really being consistent. And I think it was less about the time that it took to like, yes, like get my confidence, like test different things. But it really was getting to the point where I no longer felt like I had to obsess over numbers or always look at my analytics or always see, well, if someone else was sharing an Instagram update, then I need to share an Instagram update, right? So it was kind of being 
able to put my blinders on a little bit of like, I don't care if this gets low engagement. I don't care if I don't go viral. I don't care if I'm not posting about what's really like hot in my industry, but really starting to feel confident with who I was speaking to and what I really wanted to share. So I think it was let like, it, that was kind of what I found like was the biggest shift for me, which definitely took like a little bit of time. Yeah. And putting your blinders up is probably the most important thing. I feel like we were just talking about this with my coaching students as well of like just setting goals, you know, for the year and intentions and all that stuff. And it's so easy if you don't do that, that you do see other people doing certain things like, oh, well, they have kind of what I want and what I'm going for and what my goals I think are. So I'm just going to adapt and do what they're doing when it's just so not the case. And everyone has different goals, different numbers and things in mind. And everyone is so different that when you yeah start to look to other people, then it's like, you really get confused about yourself of, you know, what am I even doing? I'm doing something that I think I should be doing, but such not actually bringing me to my goal and closer to my goal. So like those blinders are so important, especially for this topic, I feel like too. And with just Instagram and stuff, what do you feel like is working well, and I don't mean that in a trendy way because that just expires fast. What do you feel like is a good, just a good approach that we should take this year for maybe for Instagram? Yeah, definitely. I feel like one of the things I love about Instagram, especially compared to other platforms, is that there are so many incredible features. And so while you might think that you need to go all in for reels, and I love reels, I definitely think that should be a part of your strategy. I actually think that there's so much opportunity in using multiple features in one. I know broadcast channels are kind of a newer feature and a great way to kind of build community where essentially you're sending like a group message that people can't respond. I still think stories are such a great place to share the behind the scenes, to talk about your offers, to kind of have that in the moment kind of content. And I also think that lives are a great tool. And even with the feed posts, I think they can add a lot of great balance to your strategy, especially when we're thinking about the pins that we're adding to the top of your grid. So that's kind of my strategy is that you can focus and go all in with reels. And maybe that's a lot of your strategy, but make sure that you're also using the other things to support your strategy and you're not just relying on one surface to do all the heavy lifting. That's yeah, that's a really good point too, because I feel like, yeah, with reels coming out and then like TikTok, everyone just, we ran the video and we thought like we have to adapt to video. And I do feel like you were saying there's so many other features to be utilized and like the more like diverse you can have your content probably the better because people consume things differently too some people may not prefer video some people may prefer carousel like I know sometimes that's when I'm like consuming education sometimes I'm like I just want a carousel like a video is like too much stimulation for me sometimes and so like everyone's so different and I, I love that just focusing on different things too so that's really helpful say someone's marketing goal is to just gain more visibility there's different marketing goals I think people have, like whether it's to bring more inquiries in, book more clients in terms of like photography and stuff, or just to gain more visibility. Let's like break down both of them. Let's start with visibility. What do you think someone should be doing to focus on visibility? And I don't mean that in a way of like trying to focus on going viral. I just mean, how can I get more eyeballs on my business? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I'd love to kind of introduce a concept I teach a lot of my clients that really kind of sets the stage of like those amazing different goals that you mentioned. And it is the three-part follower journey. So the first part of the follower journey is that visibility element that you mentioned, right? Where we're really focusing on growth and getting in front of new people, but not just getting in front of them, but ensuring that they actually follow you afterwards, right? I think that's where that virality issue really comes to play for me is that you could go viral, get millions of views, but are they actually getting in front of the right people and deciding to follow you? So if your goal is visibility is get really clear on who do you want to reach and create content very specific for them, their problems, what they're looking for, their inspiration, like really lean into that. And also think about when they go to your profile because they've discovered you, can they actually make that decision to stay along and be a part of the community? So whether it's how you have your bio set up or if you have highlights ready to binge, I already mentioned like pinning posts to the top or can they actually see similar content related to what you've already mentioned? That is a really important part of that follower journey because you don't want to just get the eyeballs. You want to make sure you're turning that visibility into actual growth for you. So that would definitely be my recommendation on that side of things. The kind of in between of that phase of the follower journey and the conversions part is that nurture part, which I feel like is where a lot of us spend most of our time because it kind of is that in between and you're able to build trust. You're able to build relationships and really position your brand as the authority of whatever it is that you do. So this is where you want to give hyper valuable content. And this doesn't mean giving everything away, but it means giving micro wins and perspective shifts through the content that you're creating and also being able to connect with you as the person behind the brand. Those touch points really go a long way of helping people think of you when they're thinking of all the options they have to invest in, because at the end of the day, that's what's going to really help your brand stand apart. So that is kind of that second part of the follower journey. And then the last part is that conversion stage. So when someone's been, they've decided to follow you, they've been a part of your community, they're really warm, they're nurtured, they're already starting to get to know you, what you have to offer. Now it's really important that we make it very easy for them to convert. So I like to tell people, pull out your phone, go on your Instagram profile. And how many taps does it take me to actually buy your offer? And you kind of want to go for like two taps, right? Like you don't want people having to tap five times and go to a million different pages. Look at your highlights. Can I easily find links to your offers? Look at your link in bio. Can I see what your main call to action is in your bio? Can I see your offer's name and your offer's details in your content? I think this is where it can be really helpful to kind of do like mini promotions and launches, whether it's an evergreen offer, a service, whatever it is, give your offer a dedicated period of time for promoting it because that will really help people start to build that awareness around what it is that you're selling. So you're making it a lot easier for them to make that decision. So I know that was kind of like an overview, kind of touching on those two questions that you had. So I'd love to hear if there's any like follow-ups and hopefully that was helpful for anyone listening. Yeah. I lo- and I love how you touch point, just like that client journey of like experiencing and taking in your content. Like that is client experience. And so, like you said, taking them through that buyer's journey. And I do think 
I forget what you named it, but like that in between the, the nurture, I think you were saying like that yeah. nurture content is so easy to get comfy there. Cause I feel like that's just like the normal content that you kind of forget about the beginning and the end part of bringing them in. And I love like your, what you're even saying of making sure posts that are pinned to the top are actually like beneficial in the buyer journey and not just content that you think did well or you know what I mean and because sometimes you see that too which is fine there's nothing wrong with that but I love utilizing that this is something I need to do as well utilize that to like be the beginning of their buyer journey so that way if they do come across a piece of content that did really well for you they can just go to your profile and start from the beginning and so you know that you can kind of funnel them from the beginning so I think that that's that's really cool is there a specific type of content that you suggest that people do for more visibility I know there's a difference between being very specific with doing more attraction marketing and then having more general like content that focuses on more visibility Yeah, definitely. I think striking a balance between the non-trending content that you're creating and kind of more digestible bite-sized content, I think is really a great key here. So like original content to me is like whether you're like talking to camera, maybe even doing a series where you're breaking down a concept over and over again, which is great for all parts of the follower journey, but especially for that visibility because they can find one part of the series and then want to go to binge the rest of the series, which is really, really great. So that's kind of that longer form, short form content for something like reels, which is really great for breaking down a concept or your expertise that you really know people are having questions about or want to know more about, or maybe need kind of that little extra knowledge about to eventually maybe become a client. I always like to think of our content being able to like prep our people for our offers. So that's a really great piece of content to really lean into. And then we kind of had those more bite-sized pieces of content, um, which to your point, we want to make sure we're not being jargony. We're not kind of doing things that maybe our community knows because these people could be completely new to us. So essentially you want to go back to who those people are. I think it's why it's so important to understand your ideal followers. So you can start to speak their language of what are they struggling with? What are their thoughts? What are the things they're currently doing? What are kind of their needs, their desires, and what they're interested in? And really, use that when you're creating these types of content where maybe you're adding a video clip or some b-roll and then adding a text overlay on top where you're sharing like a perspective shift or an actionable tip or a little bit of these are really great things that kind of get people interested they get them started in your content but they don't go so deep that it will really overwhelm people that aren't really familiar with you so i think it's kind of striking that balance between we don't want to do completely surface level content but we definitely want to make things digestible but we also don't want to do really, really long form deep dive content, but we definitely want to have these kind of binge worthy series that are going to get people started on one piece of content and going down the rabbit hole for the rest of the series. I'm interrupting my own episode to give you a quick glimpse into my signature coaching program created for established photographers wanting to double to quadruple their prices, book their highest package, and bring in inquiries consistently. This is my high-level container of go-to photographers who are making huge waves in the industry. And the biggest difference in this program is that we get a full 12 months together for deep dive transformation, weekly coaching call support, four coaches in the program to deep dive into specific topics and a content retreat all included in one program. 
And I always say, if you can book one extra wedding from your year in the program together, you're going to see your ROI. And it's just the weekly norm wins for my students. So I'm fully confident that you're going to be able to do that and way, way more. And this is an application, phone call, and acceptance process only type of program. So if you are curious if this is the right next steps for you to just blow up your business this year, you can fill out the application at racheltrexler.com slash apply or get the link in the show notes. I'll be in touch shortly after you fill it out so that we can talk through together if this is the right fit for you. I'm very honest with people and I want this to be a great fit for everyone involved. That's just my heart behind the way I do this process. And I also think that's why my students just see so much success in this program. So don't just be an information consumption overload this year. I want you to be an action taker and start implementing change into your business. So again, if this feels aligned to you, fill out the application at racheltraxler.com slash apply to apply for my passion to profit coaching program. Yes. Okay. That's, that's helpful. And that kind of gets the wheels turning. So hopefully other people listening as well, that will help too. And so then now focusing on like, if their marketing goal is to bring more inquiries and book more weddings and and book more clients, like for photographers sake, anyways, just to bring more like leads and stuff. What type of content do you suggest for that? Like maybe that's a shift in the marketing, maybe it's shift in like copy or just the type of content. Do you have any suggestions on that? If they, if someone wants to be very specific on bringing in more leads. Yes, definitely. And I think this is where it's a great opportunity of like taking the model of what a launch is, right? And that's where we can add in ethical urgency of like, as a service provider, you have limited dates on your calendar, you have limited time that you can work with clients. And if you're booking out a certain period of time, there is like an incentive of we need to book this so we can get started with planning and prepping and the onboarding and all those types of things. So I think being able to look at like, what is your goal of wanting to book out the next quarter or book out the rest of your year? or book a certain amount of spots that you have and using that to build a campaign or a promotion around. And I like to add a good mix of balancing with the offers that you talk about. So kind of decide on what offer you want to focus on for that campaign and then have content specific to that offer. What's included? Who's it's for? What does it look like behind the scenes? If you can show that visually with video content, I think that's really great. And really just bringing people into your process. And then the other side of that is what makes you as a facilitator different than the other options that people have? And so is it how you shoot? Is it what you do in your onboarding process? Like, is it where you are, the type of couples you work with, or there's so many different things that make you unique. And so instead of trying to be for everyone, really lean into those things that make you amazing at what you do and create videos about all of those different types of content. And then if we can add in so social proof. So this is like case studies or before and afters or kind of behind the scenes and like those special moments or even sitting down and talking about like your process of working with a client. You're showing that not only I've worked with other people, but this is actually the result of what it's really looked like. And then on top of that, I think it's really important to also like sell yourself as the service provider. So whether it's your personality or your interests or things that maybe you might have similar kind of 
relationships to or interest as, as your ideal client, make sure you're really leaning into that when it comes to your content. Because I know you, I think you've already kind of mentioned this, that people consume differently, but people also buy differently. And there's really four different types of buyers, whether people are wanting like all the stats and numbers, whether they're wanting to feel connected with you, whether they're really wanting a clear, easy way to take that next step, like giving that kind of ethical urgency of this time period's the best if you're wanting to have your wedding at this time period. So I think those are kind of a few things to consider is what I often see is people lean into how they like to buy and then they forget that there's so many different kind of sales content you want to incorporate in your in your promotion. So hopefully those get the wheels turning for everyone listening. Yes. And that's such a good point too. And I think I have a whole other episode on this too, like the three different buyer types that I like kind of lean into and talk about just from my perspective, but like, there's just, there's so many other ways and knowing that where they're at in the buyer's journey, like creating content around that to help them through where, no matter where they're at, no matter how they buy such a good piece of advice too. Something that we forget about, like you said, you're so close to your own like zone of genius. It's almost like, I think of like love languages too. Like you show love the way you like to perceive it and you forget that other people perceive it differently. It's, it's, it's just so similar to that. It's like the psychology behind it too, of just like serving people and meeting people where they're at and knowing that everyone's at different places. <laughs> yeah. So like, how can you do that? How can you serve a wide variety of people? Which is, that's awesome. I've, I love that piece of advice too. And I know sometimes all of this can kind of seem overwhelming. It can kind of seem like a lot of like, content to create, not knowing what to create, kind of just being in decision paralysis of where do I start, all that stuff. What suggestions do you have for people who maybe are in that phase of they just aren't taking action or it's hard for them to kind of show up on Instagram? They kind of struggle with that. Yeah, I think it's really important to understand that you can't rely on motivation to show up. You have to create systems and habits that's going to make it easier for you to show up. Video at the end of the day is just a habit. So a few different ways that you can do this is I always recommend all my clients have a reoccurring content day on their calendar. This is not taking client calls. This is not working on admin. This is not hanging out in your inbox. This is just dedicated time to creating content because what I often see is that it's really easy to prioritize all of those things we already mentioned. And then there's no time left for content. So of course, it's when you want to be resting on the weekend or in between meetings, and it always feels frantic and not like your best work and, and it never will get done. So whether it's something you do once a month, once a week on a regular day, maybe it's for an hour, maybe it's for an entire time block, really think about your schedule, how you like to work. And within that content day time block, set it reoccurring, put it on your calendar, set it as a task and decide on one to three things that you want to focus on that are very specific. Don't give yourself a, I want to create reels because that means a lot of things. That means filming. That means editing. That means ideating. Get very, very specific on, okay, I'm brainstorming for 20 minutes and then I'm taking those ideas and I'm filming those as talking videos. Or for five minutes, I'm going to go in my camera roll and get all the B-roll video clips that I have and get those ready for reels. So really set that content day and get very specific on what you're doing. And kind of on top of that is take what you're already doing in your business, whether you're working with clients 
clients or you're taking meetings or you're editing or what are those tasks you're already doing in your routine are also things like outside of what you do, like making your morning coffee or going on a walk. And how can you just start filming video content when you're doing those things? So you have those video clips that you can actually use for very simple videos. Like I mentioned, text overlay, add the video clip, maybe add an audio on top. So I think those are small things of someone could easily set a content day and think of at least one time in their day that they could film a video clip. If you do that once a day for your work week, you could have five video clips every week, which is, okay, we got to do math, 20 video clips for an entire month, (laughs) which is pretty good, right? (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I know. It's so easy when you say it like that and you just like break it down of like, it's so, it's just so much easier said than done, I feel like. And then sometimes it's like, we overthink just doing it. So you're kind of suggesting just do it. And even like you said, too, the more you do it, the more you're going to get confident in your own editing and filming style and like your own content style, essentially, of being like, oh, I like this. I didn't really like this. This resonated well. This didn't resonate well. And I think it's just it's one of those things where it feels a little silly, but it's just like the name of the game and kind of in the world we're in right now. And especially being an entrepreneur and like a digital entrepreneur, really, like we have to do that. So definitely. And I think it's important to realize that we think that perfect content and waiting for the perfect moment and posting daily and like these really big lofty goals, like that's going to get us the results. But at the end of the day, not posting is never going to get you closer to what you want to do. So imperfect content can convert. Imperfect content can get you visible. So really focusing on it not being perfect, but just getting into that habit because it'll eventually get better. And people aren't looking for perfection with content. So I think that reminder always kind of encourages me that We have the best intentions of making perfect, amazing video content, but it doesn't have to be that way for it to be posted and effective in our strategy. Yes. And I always say my motto around here is done is better than perfect. And this applies to this a hundred percent of just doing it and showing up and stuff. But is there kind of a simple like strategy that you have to make it easier to like help prevent leading to burnout with this? Because I feel like what you were saying is we kind of get like spurts of motivation and then we like do all the things and then kind of like feeling burnt out with it. Is there a way we can be more, more consistent? I know you said maybe pick one day a week that you're just doing content. So it kind of like helps keep things, you know, consistent. Is there anything else in terms of everything else? Cause that's just the filming. And I know that there's the editing, the content creation, all of that stuff. Is there just, there's a way that we can stay consistent and not go in waves as much. Yeah, definitely. I think it's creating those systems and habits, but making sure it's within your bandwidth. If you just post one video a week, post one piece of content a week, and that's what we start with until we get faster, until we nail it, that's enough. I think a lot of times people just overstretch themselves and they don't really take inventory of what their actual capacity is. So I think it's important to work within that, but also create really healthy boundaries with you consuming on social media, with when you are filming those clips of like, yes, having times in and things that you know you want to film, but also having boundaries and having time when you're not on social. I think when we're able to know when we're dedicating time towards it and when we're off it, we're able to create a lot more balance, which makes it a lot more sustainable overall. But I think the biggest thing here that we've kind of just been touching on of just like not trying to do everything and more isn't better with your video strategy, more edits isn't better. Filming everything from scratch isn't better. Whatever those things that are maybe holding 
holding you back and making things feel a little harder is like, look at what you're currently doing with your video content and where are things feeling sticky? Where are things feeling hard? And can they just be simpler and kind of giving yourself permission slip to just kind of lean into that more? Yeah. Oh, that's so good too. And is there just like any last final piece of advice you want to leave us with? It could be something we've talked about or something we didn't touch on. Something that you kind of just like want to wrap this up and just how you can just say to confidently show up on Instagram or in video form, just any final piece of advice. Yeah, definitely. I think it's that the the best way to get more confident and for video to feel easier is to just slowly but surely practice that muscle and that habit. I know I mentioned it for myself. It, it took me years to find a process and a system that worked for me. And I know you definitely align with this philosophy of like, it doesn't have to be the viral hacks. It doesn't have to be the trends. Like you don't need to chase what's working for everyone else of really being able to carve out how you want to create content. Because at the end of the day, video is just a tool for you to share your messages, your ideas, your your offers, and really just leaning into it that way versus feeling like there's a way you have to be doing things. Yeah. That takes so much pressure off of it, doesn't it? Just be yeah. like, there's no one way. Just do what feels good to you. Just do what you'd like. And it all kind of falls into place after that. Yeah. And I think that's just such an easy way to look at it in a way that makes me feel like, oh, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. So hopefully that helps. That makes other people feel that way as well. Um, what's, I always like to ask just like final question, what's just one thing that's currently bringing you joy? It can be in your business in your life, just anything. What's bringing you joy lately? Yes. I love this question. It's very specific, but which I know it's when it's winter when we're recording this in Florida. So I know not everyone has a garden going on right now, but for our garden right now, we have the best cucumbers and there's something just so small, like making or not making, but growing your own cucumbers. So that's been like my favorite thing ever. Even my dog, she loves cucumbers. We've all just been like in cucumber heaven. So that's like a very small, very specific thing. I am so (laughs) jealous. And it's so funny you say that because I literally texted Trent last night when he was out. I was like, get more cucumbers because I I go through them like crazy. I love cucumbers. Crunchy. So good. They're so good at everything. So, hey, I love that. I'm so glad that cucumbers are bringing you joy. Yes. (laughs) That's like a rewarding thing when you grow it and you're doing it yourself. Totally. Oh, I love that for you. So exciting. But Natasha, thank you so much for coming on though. Like you are such a bright light and I love it. And I love the energy that you put out and just like the confidence you instill in other people just to take action and do things. So I love it. I'm so honored that you came on. Do you want to tell us where we can find you? Yes, definitely. Thanks for having me. Instagram's a great place to connect at Shine with Natasha. I'm also on YouTube at Shine with Natasha for kind of longer form content. And if you love some of the strategies that I mentioned and you want to dive a little bit deeper over on my podcast, the Shine Online podcast, I have an entire back to basic series where I talk about systems, habits, updating your profile, making video easier, like a little bit of everything. So I definitely recommend looking for that back to basic series over on the Shine Online podcast. I love that. We'll make sure to link it and get people over there as well. So thank you so much. Thank you. And there you have it. I really hope that this episode was helpful for you. I know that I certainly loved listening to it. It's always fun to hear different perspectives, maybe different strategies, different approaches. And it always just leaves me feeling a little bit inspired to 
do the things and try new things and implement new things. So hopefully this episode was helpful for you. Got your wheels turning. If you loved it as much as I did, make sure to screenshot it and share it to your stories and take me at Rachel Traxler so that I can see which episodes you're loving the most and then also share the love in return. But thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I appreciate you so, so much. Keep shining and we'll see you next time.